My name is Mark Enderby and welcome to Maconnect, the podcast series dedicated to the UK fenestration industry brought to you by Maco. Coming from a media background myself five years ago now into the fenestration industry, one of the things that striked me instantly was the array of publications that this industry has, both online and offline, all of which are mostly B2B publications or indeed channels. Combine this with social media, websites, podcasts, videos, and the list is endless, etc. The ability to stand out and create content is becoming more vibrant, more creative, but also more challenging. And that's not just in this industry exclusively, that's everywhere. So what platform should you use? What magazines? What influencers? Should it be all of them? Should it be none of them? Are there too many magazines and publications and channels? Well, today to help me answer at least some of those questions is someone who has a fair amount of experience when it comes to not only the industry press, but also PR, its importance, how to write a story, make sure it stands out. And that person isn't none other than Nathan Bushell from Lasco PR and Marketing. Nathan, brilliant to have you on Maconnect. A lot to digest and go through on today's topic based on my ramble there alone. But let's start with yourself. You're at Lasco now, which is still, I suppose, a, a relatively new role. What's the journey been so far? Yeah, hi, Mark. Thanks for having me on. It has been all oh, busy, fun, <laughs> hectic, varied. Yeah, all, all these all these things. Um, I suppose I knew what I was getting myself into uh, to a certain extent, but you know, with the, with marketing, there is uh, there is so much more to uh, take into account. You know, editing. Mm-hmm. You're kind of at the, at the end of the uh, PR process, if you like. You're kind of gathering together marketing materials. Whereas when you're on the marketing side, the PR marketing side, you've got to come up with a story. You've got to find the message, and you've got to find the best way to uh, get that across to uh, to customers. So. Yeah, I was I was expecting it to be a bit dissimilar to journalism, but uh, there are lots of things that I've had to uh, I've had to learn, and I've and I've really I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm glad I've able to uh, transfer some of those skills because I do think I've had what 20, 25 years experience as an editor, news editor, and the like. So I do think I've got a lot to bring to the table. But I've been a little bit humbled with just how much I've had to learn. <laughs> no doubt you're um, you're nailed it as you always have done. Now, you mentioned the PR and marketing side of it coming from the editor at, at Glass Times formerly. PR is, is hugely important to brands of all sizes, of, of all industries. And as everyday consumers, I'm sure we can all think of examples of great PR strategy and obviously not so great examples. I suppose for any brand, I'm guessing the execution of any story, and I'm simplifying this greatly, but I suppose to simplify it as much as I can, it, it's two parts. First, it's creating the angle, the excitement, you know, the story. And then it's essentially the correct vehicle to, to carry it on. Finding a platform like, like socials or your own website, but also you know, the right publication as well. Why is that that important? When, why are both aspects so important to get right together? Well, that's a big and loaded question. <laughs> I think you've you pretty much summed up uh, what everyone thinks about. Well, if you go if you go right back, if you go back to say ten years, hmm. I think and, and before then, your, your primary route to market would probably have been the trade press. I mean, you would have also had things like direct mail exhibitions and and the like. But really, for people to get to their customers, trade uh, trade magazines had a, a hugely important part to play. Now, 
they still have a really important part to play. But like as you've pointed out, I think that has become a bit diluted now because there are so many other routes that people can take. Social media, you're right, has had a, has a, has had a huge part to play. LinkedIn, especially, I mm. think is becoming a really vibrant place for people to talk because there's, there's that two-way engagement. You, you never really get that or got that with the trade press. You know, and LinkedIn, you can question. If people put someone puts a post up, you can question it. You can congratulate them or you can hold them... Uh, to task on it, you know, and uh, and actually from a from a, from a marketing perspective, that is fantastic because not only you're getting record of that engagement, but you're actually getting feedback, and then actually that can help then form your um, marketing message and define it better. Mm. But you know, don't don't forget your own media that you own, like your website. I think blogs are br- brilliant ways of getting your message across because you can tell a journey. And then once you've got that sort of uh, content there, you can then define and redefine those for, for stories to be pushed out to the trade press or to, to go onto social media and the like. And the fact is, is there is just, just so much availability. I don't think you should see it as something that's confusing it. I think it's a way of choosing the right platform for your right message to get to the customers that you want to, to reach. Mm. I suppose it's it's that, that, that saying it goes of, a content isn't a piece of content alone. It's about creating it. And then I think you, you, you said the word rehashing it to then use on other platforms to make the most of them. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. I wouldn't use the term rehash, Mark. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As a marketeer, that's really bad, isn't it? Myself. No, well, the thing is... Repurpose. Uh, repurpose. repurpose. Sorry, repurpose. repurpose. I'll edit that. But, but I, I, do, I do think that you're... Um, yeah, absolutely right, because... I think that I think a lot of people forget that content is is uh, is is the most is is most important thing. Is content king? I don't know, but I do remember listening to a marketing podcast. You know, when I started out the early early this year, I was listening to. It, I was walking the dog, thinking, "I've got to I've got to get some sort of background in this." And one of the guys there, you know, they talk about sort of measuring and um, sort of targeting key audiences, and there's loads of things to talk about. But this one guy just said, "Well, first of all, start your day by creating content because without that, you've you've got nothing." I think that's the same with uh, with John and I at Lasco. We both come from a journalistic background. He's got a far greater marketing experience than I have, but essentially, we we we, we pride ourselves on the fact that we do write well, and I think it's important that we you know we continue doing that because without that, everything else that we bring to the table is largely meaningless. I think. I think those those journalistic skills are so important. You see now, I think, it, uh, you know, correct me anyone if I'm wrong on this and on the comments of any of the social platforms, but I believe the BBC have one of the biggest Twitter accounts in the world, and that's run by journalists. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yes. not a, that's not a marketing person, it's not a medium, you know, mogul, it's not an individual. That They are trained journalists, and that is bringing their skills to a whole new platform, and it's that crossover. So I think that, that experience from your, your journalist days, it, it was certainly pay dividends in the future for your clients at Lasco now for yourself. I certainly hope so, Mark. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I do think that people are waking up to this as well. I think you, when social media took off and people realised they could publish so much more independently, they could uh, bypass some of the traditional trade um, media outlets, they just assumed that they didn't need the journalists to, to, go, to go with it, or the trained journalists or the trained writers. Actually, they quickly relearned that they needed those uh, skills in order to say to create to create that content 
think one of the there's a, there's a few agencies I know from I say going going back into to, to my early days before fenestration and my media background. I worked at many agencies, and some of the best SEO writers I know they studied English literature as their degrees. They're they're journalists. And they just applied that skill within certainly from a digital marketing aspect and the people I'm thinking of. They're some of the best SEO writers I know because they know how to write content and how to use words in a way that people that have never trained in that aspect just, just can never imagine doing anything that good. So I think it's a fascinating insight and, and a unique one. And like you said, I think more and more people now are paying privy to those skill base. Yeah. Yes. We've touched on the amount of, of platforms yeah, and it's growing. It's endless, you know, and the, the lines between B2B and B2C are becoming blurred now, even on platforms. So let's bring about straight down fenestration. There, there's an abundance and both from a, a B2B perspective and a B2C perspective, even, is there too many? Ah, that's a loaded question. Really. <laughs> um, do you know what? I could say yes or no, and I think I could probably argue the toss for both those answers. But Correct, yeah. genuinely, I'd say no. Because basically, if, if, if companies are prepared to advertise uh, in them, if they're prepared to use them to pass on their messages, then they must be reaching a, a specific audience. If I, I had just, just the other day, I was speaking to one of my, my clients. And I did a wrote a case study, and they said, "Could you put it into this particular magazine?" And it's quite a niche magazine. And I said, "So what? what no, why? Why? You know, because there are all the all these that uh, I could offer you." So no, no, this one we advertise in this one, and it's it really get helps get out to our customers. Now, as an editor of a, of another magazine gone uh, years gone by, then I, I, that would have really surprised me. But now I realise that people do really um, look at where their messages are going, and they and if they're getting feedback from people who are reading that same publication, then they then they know it works. And yeah, you don't they don't have to be big, um, but they if they serve a purpose and uh, they're reaching the people you want them to reach, then they must be working. And that's the same with social media. At a certain point, we can I say this with blogs. Blogs don't have to have a massive reach, but sometimes just getting that little message out for people to come along and read when you want to read it is actually important because you're telling your story. So it's not always the quantity; the quality really, really is important. Yeah, definitely. I think we, we see that even in our social numbers here at Maco in different platforms. We've talked about now, you know, using different platforms, the abundance of them and, and choosing the right ones. Should we be, and you mentioned blogs, so I think I know where your answer is going to go, but I'll, I'll start the question how I mean to go on. Should we rely on platforms to carry our PR stories? So we see numerous times magazines and i'm not just talking about the fenestration industry here i'm expanding this everywhere but even within it magazines collapsing overnight we see social media platforms crashing you see twitter's down facebook's down instagram's down and also you see some magazines some influencers some pr agencies they all have their own reputation if, if you like you say i suppose it comes back to that audience but do you think there's an argument and again, a loaded question, I suppose, for brands to become their own media channel too, to own their own content, to be their own publisher. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. I don't think you're ever going to have uh, the same numbers coming across your own uh, website, for example, as you are if you go through a trade magazine or YouTube or, or LinkedIn or wherever. But I think that if you have a story to tell, to tell that story on your own platform first in your own way and sharing your journey, I think is absolutely vital. And as I say, as I said before, you can repurpose that content for other platforms at a later date and you can define a marketing message. 
But I think I think blogs have shown us that uh, customers are interested in that journey. And I think it's it's you also should also show the mistakes you've made, for example, because it mm. shows you've got a learning process. And I think this is what people get. I think people understand, and it's, it gives that sort of human element to a business. I think people latch onto and understand, appreciate, and work with. And you know, Mark, what you're doing with uh, with this podcast is is brilliant, and, and it, it sort of serves serves a serves a similar purpose. And I think you're giving a, a character to a brand, and I really think that's very important. I appreciate that, Nathan. But I think that the message is is more important there. And you, you, we've seen other brands now across fenestration and different platforms of owning their own media in, in podcasts. I can one that instantly springs to mind is the and I know you were involved in as well as well as our, our very own Craig Bryant, was the Ali UK Roundtable podcast, which was a, a really unique way of doing it. It was, a, you know, it was a roundtable event. It was a really big discussion, and they podcasted it. And again, really creative, and they owned that content. So I, I think you're, you're exactly right. Times are, are getting tough, no doubt about it, and we still live in a, a truly unique set of circumstances. When I started this podcast over two years ago now, I kept saying, well, I won't mention the pandemic too much, but this this world we are in is 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 truly unique and it's it's the old age saying is when times get tough don't forget your marketing the pr is still really important so if anyone wants to reach out and work with you i think you've given some really insightful pieces of sound bites here of the importance and the the pluses of working with someone who has that journalistic background to write all these different types of content. How can they, uh, how can they go about working with you? Plug yourself, please. How, how do they go about that? <laughs> well, you, you, you can find us on our website, um, Alaska PR marketing, and you can find both John Warren and myself on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll be at the fit show. Um, we're talking to people and yeah, I get to know and meet a lot of people. So I'm hoping that if you were to approach me anywhere, I've, uh, I should hopefully remember you. But you are right about, about talking uh, generally. I think that um, in the first half of 2020, I mean, we've probably fixed in our minds very strongly mm. a sense of almost impending doom when we were told to stay indoors and do nothing. And yeah, the shutters came down, people switched everything off, marketing and advertising largely. But actually, those companies that kept talking, and I've got to say, like Lasco's clients were among them. They really benefited. You know, they they talked to their customers, they talked to journalists, they, they talked to competitors, and they talked to their supply chain. And actually, it was that communication with the supply chain that was really important at keeping relationships going. And I'd heard it said so often that those people who just stopped talking, who didn't communicate, even if it was the bad things, even if they didn't mm. communicate, they were they lost credibility and they lost businesses as, as a result of it. And in fact, I'm still seeing the effects of that um, today, which is probably why I like blogs as well, because blogs give you that element of just sort of wearing your heart on your sleeve a bit. I mean, you don't have to, you know, tell all the gory, all the yeah. gory details. But what I'm saying is I think people appreciate it when you just open up a little bit more. And I think the, um, the pandemic could prove that. That so, human element to the, yeah. the corporate image, I suppose, is, sums that up well. Brilliant. Yes. Well, Nathan, thank you for your time today. It's really appreciated. I know you're very busy with all your clients. And as I say, Fit Show coming up, I expect it's a truly busy time. And I'll, I'll see you there. I look forward to seeing you there and everyone listening today. Yes. Um, yeah. Looking forward to having a beer with you, Mark. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Cheers, Nathan. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thank you to everyone listening here on Maconnect. And we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode. <laughs>